0: 4Tales is brought to you by Vigor, a branding and marketing agency for passion-driven, innovative restaurant, beverage, and hospitality brands. Learn more at VigorBranding.com. If you love what we're serving up, please give 4Tales a five-star review on your podcast service of choice. Think of it as a tip for good service. Hey everyone, today I am joined by Sam Sanovich. You might know him as Chicago Sam. He is the Senior Vice President of Franchise Leadership of a newer concept called Big Chicken. And uh, we're going to talk all about chicken today. We're going to have a lot of talks about the industry because Sam is, um, I would say, beyond veteran. He's an icon. So uh, Sam, say hello. And why don't you give a little bit of backstory for those who don't know.
1: Well, thanks, Joseph, for having me today on your show. I am super excited to be with you. Talk big chicken. Talk about the background. Let's talk about the industry. There's so much great stuff going on. Um, I wish I could say we were in the post-COVID era, but we're still dealing with it across the country. But we're we're learning how to adapt to the new norms and continue to push forward. So I'm super excited to be here with you today, and thanks for having me. Uh, A little bit about my background. I've been in the industry uh, north of uh, 20-plus years. I'm a Johnson & Wales graduate out of the Providence, Rhode Island campus, and uh, upon graduation, left and worked for Marriott, which at that point in time was my dream job and had the opportunity to be within Marriott open hotels, uh, do some exciting projects with Marriott. And because of networking and and a lot of the foundation that I learned over the years, I was uh, on some boards early in my career and had great mentors and people who really looked out for me. And, uh, created a situation where I got to be an early CEO of a convention visitor bureau in the state of Illinois, where I represented four counties and 33 communities, uh, to do their destination tourism marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I got recruited into the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation and the National Restaurant Association itself, um, Prior to leaving the association, I was head of uh, product partnerships and strategic alliances for the association, where I had a unique position uh, to help form the NRA's Fast Casual and Pizzeria Councils, create the tech tour, do some really unique things that combined my experience in industry, my passion for hospitality, and then because I was blessed uh, so much in my career at the association to really be able to leverage and give back and create programming to help others. Um, with that, I, I met some, again, great people, some great mentors, and, ha- and had the opportunity with Don Fox to join the Firehouse Subs brand um, as an area developer and a franchisee here in Chicago, and uh, got to grow with the brand for six years. And uh, one day got a call from a longtime friend who was interviewing for the CEO role of Beer Uh, Big Chicken and Beer Park, and we were talking and uh, saw the opportunity at hand and said, uh, you know, we've always wanted to work together and said, if, you know, there's a role and an opportunity, I'd I'd love to do it, you know, continue that passion because this is a relationship industry, uh, the hospitality industry is. And he said, let's do it. And uh, he got the role, and I was his first hire. And uh, for the last seven months, we, uh, we we all know that this industry is a marathon and not a sprint, but we came out of the blocks. Um, and we've been sprinting for the last seven months and working with our partner, Shaquille, and, and, and the great team at Big Chicken to help uh, develop and grow the brand. So it's uh, the 20 years seems like a flash, and it's been a great ride. And I've met thousands of great people, and, and the whole Chicago Sam thing Came about it's a kind of a funny story because as the internet was emerging, you know everybody was looking for that cool Twitter handle, and when I was at the association. I always talk about Chicago. So people just coined me Chicago Sam because I was the unofficial brand ambassador for the great city of Chicago. And uh, it just stuck and I rolled with it. And I love my city. Although at the time of recording um, here in January, it is a negative uh, 10 degrees outside with the wind chill. So, uh, you know, Chicago Sam is blustery cold right now, but uh, come visit us uh, the other six months of the year and you'll know why I'm chicago sam so I, appreciate, I i appreciate you letting me share a little bit of my background with you
0: no that's good so you you quickly uh just ran right past the big chicken in the room which uh for those that don't know big chicken is uh spearheaded uh is i guess is the right term by shaquille o'neal so um Shaq has played a big role in it and promoting it obviously um and this is kind of his baby right or do i have that
1: wrong no, you, you got it correct. I mean, it. this is not just an endorsement deal or a partnership. Um, Shaquille has been a franchisee of many brands, and he is, is very, very business savvy. And every time I'm with him, I am learning new things uh, from Shaquille and his experiences. But yes, uh, a few years ago, uh, him and his partners looked at it and looked at opportunities, and he wanted to be a franchisor and and create something and chicken is near and dear to Shaquille and his family. And it is the protein of choice for him. Um, Growing up, his mother, uh, Lucille, used to cook chicken all the time and has an affinity for it. So got together with his partners and and, and two amazing chefs and went down the path of creating his own chicken-led and inspired brand but wanted to do it the Shack way and making it unique and different and better for you, um, he went on the journey. Um, he taste tests every product, every LTO. Um, he is involved in the, in the operations and the strategic planning. As busy as he is, he gives us time every month to recap and, and discuss and participate and ask what he can do to help build the brand. So the, this is a legacy build for Shaquille, and it's great to be on the journey with him. Yeah, it's awesome. I have a, uh, a lot of respect for Shaquille in so many different ways.
0: Um, more recently, I did laugh out loud. I forget what a podcast I was listening to. And he was mentioning how his kids had said something to him along the lines of, Dad, we're rich. And he said, whoa, no, I'm rich. <laughs> you have to make your own. And so I love that about him. He seems a very down to earth guy. But but let's, let's dig into the chicken side of things. So uh, I think it's fair to say that Popeye's Put the chicken sandwich back into the forefront of uh, everyone's mind. Um, with good reason, man, that sandwich is so good. I can't talk about it enough, and I'm not even a big, like, you know, fast food sandwich eater, but who! Popeyes. Good job. Anyway, they brought it to mainstream focus KFC, BK McDonald's right on their heels, you know, hurry up and got their, their product out to the market. A lot of them different in many ways, but um, you know, then basically it started the, the, the fried chicken sandwich wars as some people coined it. Um, And then we had players that I think were way late to the game. Um, Like churches and Zaxby's came out with their sandwiches a good year and a half, two years afterwards. Um, But now we have Big Chicken and we have these other players coming up. So why, why get into this game now? What makes it the right
1: time? So for us, it was in in 2018 when we launched. And and what's neat about it is you can actually see the entire Big Chicken story and development in a multi-part series on Facebook. So what's neat about it is I can reference the show and you can see Shaquille and our two Tremendous chefs, uh, Chef Matthew Silverman and Chef Matthew Pikarsky work with Shaquille and get the backstory. So I encourage oh, wow. you to see it because it is very, very entertaining on, on how you build a restaurant concept with a celebrity and how they join forces and do it together. But what the market was different for us versus Popeyes or the other brands that are out there is we went at a chicken product and a protein that is... Antibiotic, hormone free, cage free chicken. And we're doing a Bigger, So our chicken breast is five ounces when you come to our restaurant. We're using a better-for-you product and upping the game, right? So we want to be that better-for-you chicken sandwich. And you can get our chicken sandwich fried, right, or you can get it grilled. So you have the options when you come in of how how you would like it. So we are looking to fulfill that consumer need of the the high-quality chicken sandwich and chicken tender. So we have both on our menu. Um, we do them very well. We're a very laser-like focused brand and organization. So we're focused on the food. So it's it's great to have uh, Shaquille and an iconic brand in himself. But that will help draw you in. But once you have the food, Joseph, once you bite into that moist, big chicken breast, it is amazing. It's game-changing. And then you pair it with our unique french fry. You, you add in our shake, which is completely different, um, full of flavor. Um, it, we just do it a little bit differently, and that's the uniqueness to our, to our brand. And the other thing is we have a, a whole proprietary sauce line to go with it. So now you've got great chicken, great sauces, great tenders, nice uh, accompaniments of uh, fries. You can get a salad um we do have salad offerings we have a tremendous mac and cheese um with a cheese it's topping to it um so we've got great products and and you can just see by the results and you can see by the customers faces and the people who are coming back and and you may come back and say you know Joseph it's it's oh you're in, you're in Vegas well you're right we are in Las Vegas and we are in Glendale California and we're on three cruise ships And we're in two stadiums across the country, one in Seattle right now and one in Long Island. And we get the same reviews no matter where we go. Because the product is unique, it's different, it's full of flavor, and and we're able to replicate it and provide a different flavor offering and multiple flavor offerings across the system. So our consumers that are coming in are are just enjoying it, you know, they're intrigued by Shaquille, but then once they bite into it, they're like, this is is the sandwich, you know, and, and we're not just taking one or two sandwiches we're actually customizing it based on geography uh for example in long island we're doing a very we're working with a local baker and doing a very cool bagel sandwich where the 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 bagel is um blended in colors with the with the islanders because it's at ubs arena and you can just see the comments and 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 people are just dying to get in there. So we can't wait to get a brick and mortar location open uh, up in long Island to support it. But uh, that's the proof. Um, We were named best French fry at sea last year. Um, We're on three carnival cruise line ships now and working on the fleet. It's just been an exciting time. And again, we, we have Shaquille and that support, but what it boils down to is just having great food and focusing on food. So, yes, the chicken wars were started, but uh, we're, we're just up in the game in the battlefield and uh, doing, it, doing it our way and just staying focused.
0: Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Um, you know so for instance Zaxby's, although very late to the game, one of the things that I think that made Zaxby's brand so strong is they have that full line of sauces, whether it's dressing, um, dipping sauces, uh, all of that. I think they have over 40, which allows you to really select that. So it seems like you have that going for you plus this amazing, product in general. Um, But I think one of the things that struck me out, uh, struck out to me or stuck out to me, I should say, wasn't necessarily this chicken sandwich that it looks amazing. But as opposed to uh, a KFC or a Church's or Popeye's, there is this suite of offering that kind of takes it out of that fried chicken brand uh, in general. And and it's almost like a meat and three. So what's the inspiration behind bringing that as opposed to just being, hey, we're a chicken sandwich company?
1: you know you know joseph i something happened here and i missed that question can you repeat that yeah absolutely yeah so um we have a little bit of a bad connection
0: but i'll, I'll we'll try to edit that out um so i was basically asking why why did big chicken pull pull influence from a meat and 3 kind of vibe as opposed to just being solely fried chicken i think I, yeah we had a
1: whole blip there can you hear me now yep it's okay. it's so cold here that the data connection is frozen.
0: <laughs> I don't um I don't think you're lying that is extremely freezing cold. Um so back to the beginning. Uh I think what really struck me uh about Big Chicken is that there's an opportunity to be solely focused on fried chicken um mm-hmm. but it's actually more of kind of a meat and three inspiration. Does that come from Shaq's upbringing and in his his uh his family life or is it just we well, needed something more than just a fried chicken
1: product you know it was more about his upbringing because yeah. his his mom you know his his mom had remarried um uh early in his life and she married a US army sergeant and you know as as we learned you know military pay back then wasn't uh, very good so they would live on a budget like most soldiers do and his mother you know, bought lots of chicken. I mean, she had children to feed and that was an affordable protein at the time. And, and she would do chicken different ways. So, and he loved it. So again, going to chicken, cause he could have selected any protein, right? Uh, Shaq was in five guys. He was in, is in Papa John's, right? He's in a lot of different brands. And, and because of being Shaquille, he could have picked any protein, but he picked something that he loved, right? And cared about. And, and that comes through in the food, right? Because again, the flavors now, now again, it, it helps when you've got two incredible chefs to support you. But again, it boils down to, you know, the shack and the flavor profiles and his passion. And if he's going to build a legacy brand to go after, go after what you love, right? Isn't that what yeah. every, every motivational author says, uh, speaker, everybody that you hear to get you excited, do what you love. So why not pick the protein that you love and just go after it? And just do it right and and get the and and he's not a chef, but get the coaching and counseling that all comes along with it. Right. And, And bring in the folks to support you. Right. Because that's where Shaquille strives, you know, in all the businesses he brings in a team. Right. He's not the expert. He brings in and he says this, he brings in people who are smart in those disciplines to support him and support it. And then lets the team go run with it. Right. So uh, it's it's fun when we have the LTOs and and the chefs get on the call and and, uh, you know, Shaquille's thinking about what the next potential sandwich is and and they go back and forth. So it's it's fun to hear the banter because it, it's not often that you hear. In 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 these kind of environments where where you've got a brand identity that is contributing, that is thinking about the advertising, that is thinking about the the quality. Right. And what are our standards? And and that's what we're going to live by. So, you know, Big Chicken isn't going to be a brand where you're going to see it on every street corner. It's going to be a brand that is thoughtful. Um, that it's uh, compassionate, that it's going to help its franchisees build, and it's going to grow together. So we're teammates, right? Yeah. We're, we're looking at, you know, and we're going to take the, the basketball theme, and but we're all teammates together. Our, our, fran- our franchisees, our suppliers, we're, we're all in this together to deliver the best possible product and service to the consumer and have yeah. the consumer engage with us right and and have some fun and that that's what restaurants are about right bringing the community together to break bread share a great product tell the story and enjoy the experience right that's why we go to restaurants that's why i'm passionate behind it that's where you see the great brands in our industry and and, and joseph you know all about branding right you 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 get that right so it's it's not being that one trick pony that hey we've we've got a name and 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 some simple product no no no. we want to encompass the whole thing together and, and create that culture right and and we're going to be methodical, and we're going to be pragmatic, and we're going to do it the right way, and and we're on our timeline because sure. with our ownership group, um, we're not going to rush to just go build boxes. We're going to rush to create great products and great experiences, and engage our consumers and bring them in to the family. So when they come in, they're 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 they're. they're paying for a premium product, but they're going to have a premium experience, and, and they're going to eat the same thing. You know, Shaq gets off the plane in Vegas, first stop is Big Chicken because he's proud of it, you right. know, and, and he's got to get the, his meal, uh, and he and goes to town on it. And and again, here you've got a, a giant icon who sits in the restaurant. We have a chair just for him, or he sits near the, the cash register, and, and he engages right he's eating his food and invites other people who are just coming in a restaurant to come and sit down with him he's like in he is uh you know the term old soul right right where he's embraced being that restaurant tour and wants his guests in his restaurant, right, with the team, and <laughs> wants to share that experience. And he's eating the same thing you're eating. He's not getting anything special, right? He's getting it. He's getting his uh, sandwich and fries and his drinks, and he's sitting at the table breaking bread. And it's the coolest thing to be in the restaurant because a lot of times when you have celebrities, you know, it's it, you have that halo and you've got that excitement. Sure. And, and if there's one person that breaks it down, it's Shaquille, and he breaks it down, makes you feel comfortable. He invites you into that restaurant, puts his arms around you, takes pictures, wants to eat, wants to get your feedback. Right? Yeah. I've been with with him and seen him in the restaurant where he's asking customers. So, what did you think of that sandwich today? Hey, what would you think of the Uncle Jerome? Tell me. What what what's your (laughs) what does it like? There's a kind of a.
0: I mean, obviously, there's a competitive advantage here, Um, and so while, while I'm a big proponent of doing what you love. That is only one component. Like, I think uh, in my book, The Bullhearted Brand, I, I've been called out like, look, the world doesn't need another burrito restaurant. It doesn't need another pizza chain. Like, we have the food that we want. So it's not really the food that's going to be a differentiator. So, I mean, this brand has a lot of advantages. And I'm not knocking it, it you know, in that Shaq is a household name and has been for a while. Um He seems to have a bit of a Midas touch, which is amazing, but he also does have the funding. You know, there's money. And those are usually things that are missing from your average startup. Um, You know, meaning like if I wanted to go out and start a chicken restaurant, I would be significantly behind the eight ball compared to where he is. There's also another layer here that I would love to just um, banter on a little bit, which is the locations that you have thus far do have baked in traffic, which is really smart, um, and that and those those uh, locations also have the advantage of being able to charge more money because of the situations that they're in, namely the stadium, uh, Las Vegas, and cruise ships. Look, look, I mean, if you're on a cruise ship, it's not like you can go next door and go get a different chicken sandwich. So sure. you're kind of locked in. Um, so how much? You know uh, how much of that is discussed within the organization, and as you start to approach more locations, like I presume Glendale is, which is your, your standard issue brick and mortar. Yes. Um, what kind of learnings are, are you able to garner from what I would consider a little bit of a uh, sheltered growth so far?
1: Well I I think what's exciting is the the team that we're assembling at Big Chicken uh brings together people from a variety of walks of life and and yes you know we we have uh a different funding but we have we don't have uh, an unlimited pocketbook. We have a PL. We have our uh, shareholders who invested in the brand that we're, we're accountable to. Um, you know, and it, it all starts with that consumer experience and having to deliver the right foundation of a restaurant operation. So um, we're very old school in that. Um, our, our second biggest shareholder is JRS Hospitality, um, which uh, o- owns and operates several Las Vegas uh, restaurants. Um, who are very experienced in that. Um, who br- who brought the team together. So, a couple of things, uh, Joseph, that we're doing it, very traditional, is is again we don't have just a, an open bankroll uh, to build a brand. We, we're we're held accountable to our shareholders. Um, we're building a world class team, and we're building it from best practices. We're building it from an ideology of not this is what the restaurant has always done, but what are the best practices that we can apply? Where did brands make mistakes early on and not run into the same potholes that people have run into over the years? Um, so we're, we're bringing a talented group of folks together uh, to engineer and build this in a way that, As we continue to build brick and mortars, um, and this has been part of the excitement, Joseph, is the folks that have come to us um, in working on the franchise side are seasoned operators from very large multi-unit brands. And what they have found and the reason that they have joined our team is because we have spent the last several years building a foundation. You know, a lot of times brands, they they hit the recipe, they make it, they open one, then they open two, and they stay very geographic. You know, with Shaquille, we have 100 opportunities that nobody else is going to have. But we also have 100 problems that nobody else has because we're under the microscope right everything that we do is watched and it's monitored and and, and being in Vegas you know this epicenter uh, of the country you know brands are coming in and they're profiling us and they're looking at it and by the time we talk to you know especially with my background and my network, mm-hmm. you know by the time I talk to to brand executives like yeah, we've been there. And, and then they'll give me their constructive criticism of our brand, which is it's fantastic. Right. You're helping me out um, because I think we're, we're moving to a mentality in, 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 in the industry of let's get rid of the bad rap of nine in every 10 restaurants fail. And let's get to the point where more restaurants succeed together. And I think that's one of the things that the COVID era has done for our industry is created more collaboration. Yeah. And in collaboration, you look to help support the success of each other. And again, because we're the way we're doing it and the way we're selecting our partners in the way that we're going to market with strategy. You know, we've got one hundred and fifty restaurants under contract already in seven months. Right. We're we're going to open. um close to uh, double-digit brand-new brick-and-mortar locations in 2022. Um, nice. We, we And again, we're sprinkled, and we're designing and developing with strong partners, with strong infrastructure, and they look at the brand, they look at the playbook, because our founders and shareholders said let's build the foundation first before we go out and replicate and do all these things because as you know and, and and a lot of the listening audience it's very hard to operate in two stadiums one on the Pacific Ocean and one on the Atlantic Ocean and then try to fill in and everything in between. And oh by the way, we did a pop-up in Saudi Arabia for the F1 races. So, you know, again, it's it's a very unique situation to be in. So, we invested early on training. We d- invested early on supply chain and infrastructure and really took our time to build out that foundation. So that way when we're ready to go to market, we can open And and have success like I have a team that is ready to train operators in their home market today. So we've put a lot of that infrastructure in and that's the Shaquille and our shareholders at JRS Hospitality and ABG that bring to the table to support us.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's quite brilliant. So one one question I have is, I mean, you mentioned um, these these contracts in place, ready to go. Twenty twenty two is going to be a huge year for you guys. Congratulations, that's awesome. Um, why why build brick and mortar and not go virtual concepts? So you know, like Wiz Khalifa has his uh, virtual concept. Mr. Beast has one. TikTok is launching a virtual restaurant brand based on their hottest recipes from the platform. Yada yada. It seems like because of the the, the five guys. Um, the, the Papa John's may be a little more difficult just because of the equipment. Um, but this could have rapid traction on Mr. O'Neill's footprint already. Um, why not do that as opposed to go brick and mortar?
1: Well, we are, uh, we're actually already there. We're with ghost kitchen brands. Uh, we're in their first U S operation up in Rochester, New York. um, you know, and as they grow, we're growing with them. Um, you That's know, great. you know, I did the uh, the deal with George, and and we got it done, and we got Shaquille and our board to approve it, and we're in Rochester, and and now we're we're more on their timeline. Um, as they grow, we'll grow and expand with them. So we have their roadmap, and we're excited to to be partnered, and we've had great response up in Rochester, and yes, uh, virtual is uh, a great opportunity to expand that footprint at a lower. Investment, right? The economics seem to to work, um, but there's also something different in the in the culture. You know, when when you're when you're building a brand, and, and you look at some of the big. Um, cult-like brands. Let's take an example of an In-N-Out or a Shake Shack. Um, For a while there was Chick-fil-A, right, before their mass expansion, Raising Mm -hmm. Cane's, right? When you build the culture and you build the food, you have that winning combination. So why not still do brick and mortar? There's still demand. Americans, and and you look at the research coming out of the National Restaurant Association, Americans have pent-up demand, right? Um, I feel bad for, for my brothers and sisters and full service and fine dining um, because that's still going to be the longer comeback and they've got bigger boxes and can't morph. Uh, but, you know, they're learning and, and they're picking up dark brands. I mean, it's it's in uh, creating a whole new economy for them, uh, you know, using their kitchens as dark kitchens for other brands. Uh, look at what Alex Cantor mm-hmm. at Next Bite is doing uh, to help the economy of full service restaurants, right? Um so there's opportunities. And again, the last couple of years, once we got out of the scary point that we're all not going to collapse and the world is coming to an end, really figured out some really creative strategies um, to build. And the restaurant Industry is never going away, right? We are here to stay. People want those experience. It's going to flush out the the bad actors, right? The 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 bad food is going to come to an end. Um, those players who are out there operating, um, you know, at fifty percent and not giving that hundred percent are going to get flushed out, and there's going to be a new wave of real estate, and there's going to be new opportunity. But what we know, pre-COVID. During COVID, um, hopefully one day this will be a post-COVID conversation, is we as Americans like to go out and eat and we like to have experiences. And we would rather be sitting in a restaurant, whether it's a fast casual, fast food, uh, casual dine, polished casual or fine dining, and have that experience with our friends, neighbors and families and break bread. And, And that's the lifeblood of our industry and 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 why we're the the second largest industry uh second largest private employer in america that's right i mean we, we have to succeed i don't i mean it's
0: uh for those that don't know and maybe i am screaming to the choir and all that but it's uh we we're the backbone of every single economy like a microeconomy across the nation it's restaurants and without them we really will see a very bad, bad world, but there have been bad actors have there have been people that kind of skate by um, with bad practices, bad operations, treat employees poorly, yada, yada. And I think you're right. They're they're, they're shaking now and they're, they're going to start to crumble down and it can only be better because in their wake comes uh, stronger operators, better business people um, and better concepts
1: overall. Well, and, let, and let's think about everything that the hospitality industry supports in America, right? So one in three Americans start their first job in the hospitality industry. Let's, let's not just look at the end product, right? Let's look at the farmer. Let's start with the inception, right? Somewhere that protein, that vegetable has to be grown, harvested, cleaned, brought to market. Right? Mm-hmm. Now you have all the technology wrapped around it. You have all the logistics that are wrapped around it. You have all the construction to build the restaurants. You have the designers that work on it. You have the comfort in the seats, right? You have all the technology. I mean, geez, Joseph, let's look at all of the tech companies that have come out in the last 24 months in activity to support the industry. Right. Right. So now we we started with inception. We get the product. We have to transport the product. We have to use technology to order, buy, sell. Right. Oh, but let's also think about the process of creating the product. Right. So then you get to the the fun stuff where you get to make the product and somebody consumes it. But Mm -hmm. now what do we do with all that waste? that comes out of it. So that's created economies as well. So Mm -hmm. how do we recycle? How do we reuse, repurpose, and re-innovate back to the inception standpoint. So it's not just going to a landfill, right? In in, in certain markets, you know, look at uh, the amount of recycling on oil. Look at the waste that's used for pig farmers, um, you know, especially yep. in, in, in the Southwest, right? There's so many things. Look at the packaging in which the products are coming in today um, that are reducing landfills and, and are being reused and recycled. I look at the, the innovation that that the Glass Institute uh, a friend of mine, Scott DeFife, over there is is working on on how do you take the glass and make sure it just doesn't get broken and and put into a landfill, but it gets recycled, or reused, and repurposed. Right? I mean, they're actually taking uh, uh, the glass that can't be reused and putting it into asphalt. Right? And mm-hmm, it's becoming mm-hmm. a material. So who would have thought? All these things, you know, when, when people, it, 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 and I always get a chuckle when they talk about it, and they're like, oh, I just, I don't want to be a chef, and I don't want to just work in, in a restaurant. Part, pardon me, because it's one of the greatest economies that provides. Think of all of the actors, all of the med students, all of the variety of people. Let's just think of the people like Cameron Mitchell, who graduated last in his high school class and became a multi-multi-millionaire. How? Right. In the restaurant industry, and there's umpteen stories of that, right? Let's look at Marriott International, right? Father and, and Alice and, and uh, Mr. Marriott start with an A and hot shop, right, and build one of the most iconic global hotel brands. Mm-hmm. There is opportunity. Every day, Joseph. Look at the engagement of of yourself and what you've done, supporting and working with uh, building brands in the restaurant. I mean, that created a whole industry for you. Where restaurants? So,
0: yeah, it's really important. And, and if I can jump in because you're starting to hit on something that uh, is a very hot button now, and that is the labor the labor issues and challenges that we're facing. And you know, you have folks out there who. <laughs> i i call him um the restaurant industry's little vladimir lenin but michael astoria from and pizza who is stumping and thumping for minimum wage and that's the answer to the problems minimum wage and paid holidays and healthcare. and while i don't disagree with fair compensation and some of those other features that i do think this this industry needs to consider uh i I think it's pretty myopic and lazy dependent all on one thing. Cause I think it's a very complex issue and what you just started to lay out, I think starts to get to the heart of it. We, we almost have a perception problem that working in a restaurant as a bus boy or working, you know, on the counter at a restaurant, just plugging in numbers into the, to the register and placing orders is something to be ashamed of and, or something that doesn't have a future. It's a dead end job. And that, I think that comes from a very long time ago when In reality, that smattering of micro stories that you just unrolled is truly that just a smattering. It's just a very tiny bit of so many other stories. And I think we need to do a better job of painting that picture of this truly is a merit based industry. If you want it to be, you can get ahead. Um, And even your own story is one of starting here at the bottom and seeing a skyrocket to to the top. Um, And yet, we blame it on payment and we say we need to pay people this arbitrary number that we've homed in on of 15 15- Plus dollars an hour, because my, my joke is, why not 50? I mean, if we're going to ask for it, like, you know, why is 15 the number that we've zeroed
1: in on? You, you know, I, I, I agree 100 percent. and And I think the National Restaurant Association is doing a good job to try and advocate, you know, certain roles are in, in our industry. Let's face it. We're never designed to be head of household jobs. Right. They were designed for high school kids, college kids to work, earn, learn the customer service. I mean, the greatest value you can teach a high schooler right now is to put them in a restaurant and have them be cashiers because they don't talk to anybody. They text and snap and whatever other platform right. they're on. They don't know how to have a conversation. Find me a high school kid that works in a restaurant. They can sell you anything because they've got the leg up because their competition is has no idea how to do it in and, and to your point, I've never heard fine dining servers get out in front and say, Hey, we don't earn um right. I know you know I know a lot of folks in the industry um who make very very good money, being career servers in full and fine dining, right? That enjoy their life, that make the money, right? I mean, make a lot of money, um, more, uh, uh, and we can just be honest here in fine dining in that niche, they are professionals Absolutely. Find, find me a fine dining server and you will find one of the best customer service salespeople you will ever look for. And why are there limited turnover in those establishments? Because they're fairly compensated, they earn, they live a good lifestyle, and they, they're they passionate about what they do. But when you break it down to where where we have a lot of people, and, and to your point, what is the what is the, the right and fair number? And how do we take the folks that are entering these jobs and promote them to go to college or go to trade school or look at all of the opportunities that the industry has, right? Because the idea was never for them to be permanent positions mm-hmm. in their career. Because if we can open and motivate them to go to college, to inspire them to become entrepreneurs, you never know where the next great brand is, right? Or the next great franchisee is. You know, it's, it, it's sad, and, and I'm, we're trying to advocate more, is to look at all of the franchisees that make up this country and what they do and how they've grown and how they've built business. Um, if you look at the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundations, faces a diversity award. Mm -hmm. Every year they recognize people around the country, right, who have, have come from nothing and have built amazing careers. That's what we need to be showing in grade school, right? That's what we need to be showing in high schools, right, is here's the opportunity. Get in there, learn, work hard, look at the franchisee, pick a brand. They saved everything, Joseph, to open their restaurant. They put All their work in it. They work 100 plus hours a week at developing their craft and their concept. And whether it's a franchise or an independent, they're putting their blood, sweat, tears, and family into that business, right? Right. For very little return for the first few years. Right. Yeah. And, it, well, and, and it, like you
0: said earlier, there's so many ancillary elements of this industry. You know, I see a world, especially as technology grows and becomes even more innovative within the uh, within the industry. Um, wh- why not have someone who starts by mopping the floors, take the path of learning how to troubleshoot and support the technology on the ground and then
1: easily come up within new organization. And next thing you know, their CTO. Hundred percent. Because if you if you look at all the executives, okay, I'll I'll take back not all the executives. If you look <laughs> at the majority of executives that are in our industry or in the supportive industries, we'll call it, for restaurants. Again, one in three Americans started their first job in the hospitality industry. That's right. right. And those skills that you learn uh, by mopping, by working at the at the front counter by washing dishes are disciplined. And, and, and it's scary because in, in some of my other business ventures, you know, we've hired this new group of teenagers who walk in and say, okay, well, we've got to do dishes. And uh, believe it or not, funny story. I, I had one, one person tell me, um, I've never washed dishes. My mom puts them in the dishwasher for everybody. I said, oh, Well, guess what? Today you're learning how to wash dishes, <laughs> uh, or you watch them sweep the floor, and they don't even know how to put their hands on a broom. It's like, we, it's we, almost like from coming to America, where he has the uh, the mop bucket, and he's just
0: moving the bucket back and forth.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. And you know what? The kids today haven't even seen that movie, and they're doing it. So right. it's it's we have to get to to those basics, and you have to do it, and you have to have that experience. I mean, let's look at Magic John. Johnson, when he was opening uh, the theaters, he was working in the theaters, mopping the floors to motivate and teach and train his crew members. He had some of the best running theaters in urban areas that Mm. were meticulous because you know what? If Magic Johnson is going to get on on the bucket and work the bathrooms, you better believe everybody else is. If you come to Big Chicken, you're going to see Shaquille squeeze in behind the counter and, and do some work. More, more he's also likely, really he's good at changing the light bulbs. Yes. Yeah, so, we, we, <laughs> we don't have to pull any ladders out for that. That's right. <laughs> um, but he will be at the front door greeting the customers that are coming in. He will pick trays up on tables, right? So you can't say that we don't lead by example. And the great brands today lead by example. They roll up their sleeves. They get in the trenches. They do it. And when you can show them that you started at that same place and you can motivate, well, you're going to increase, hopefully you're going to increase your retention and good things will come. And if you're a great leader, you motivate those kids, especially on, on the jobs that we were just talking about, to go to school, go to trade school, or inspire them because you know what? There's so many opportunities out there for them to follow. Yeah,
0: the the sky really is the limit. So um, one final question because we're coming up here on time, and this might be the most important question. If you could have one final meal on earth before it's all over, what would it be? And it cannot be big chicken. <laughs>
1: Uh, there, there, there is a, uh, a family uh, recipe uh, for a Greek dish um, that my yaya made uh, called Delmatas. And uh, my wife has uh, Carmia, who's my backbone, who is my rock, my high school sweetheart, 23 years married. Um, um, she learned because she knew my yaya and learned how to make that recipe and is the only person I've ever met that could match her recipe and that would be the meal that I would have That's and, amazing. and she learned and she learned how to make it for me because of my passion for that and and our family love for for our yaya and and what it meant to to break bread and you know uh be at the table and um to, to today, we, we in, in my family have that value where where dinner is is the most important meal of the day, and it's the, the time where there's no TV, no cell phones, um, and you sit and you look at each other in the eye, and you break bread, and you talk about the day, and and uh, the world just seems right at that moment in time when you can spend time with your family and extended family and and, and have that meal. So uh, to consume that meal with my family and, and, and my two kids and my in-laws and my parents, uh, that's... That That would be it. That would be the most special thing that I could have. And your friend Joseph, who just sure. invited himself, would love to ha- <laughs> would love to have my friends at the table because, again, to me, there's there's nothing better than breaking bread with friends, and and uh, that's probably the reason that I'm still overweight. And I'll use that as my excuses. I love to break bread <laughs> with anybody, um, uh, new friend, old friend, any friend. Let's just be nicer to each other. Let's use more restaurants, and yeah. uh, go from there
0: yeah i love it and you know for i don't know if have you seen don't look up the movie don't look up no all right so um i don't think this will be a spoiler alert but one of the final scenes is i just think fantastic it's just that it's exactly what you said coming together at the dinner table no cell phones just talking laughter stories just together and i I really hope that um as we search for what's next in this world uh, of ours, what's next for society, that a large group starts to reclaim the magic that that moment is. Um, Cause I think we've lost it. And I think it shows um,
1: a lot. And and that's what restaurants are for. Whether you Absolutely. make it at home and, and, and I kind of copped out with the, uh, my wife making the, the right one, Not at it was all. Very, very sentimental, but there are so many great restaurants and there's nothing better to than walking through a restaurant on, on, on any given night. And I don't care, fine dining, casual dining, quick serve, and seeing a group of people at a table enjoying a meal and talking. Um, yeah. You know, we can make the exception if they are taking photos and posting them on social media to help the restaurant tour. That is very nice. Of <laughs> but it is so nice to hear the chatter and the energy and the buzz. And, and, and my final thought is, let's not forget that so many great ideas were created on the back of a cocktail napkin. That's so right. a la Southwest airlines, a la the fast pass at Disney restaurants are the inspiration. And if it's bigger than a cocktail napkin, you've overthought it to start with. So get your cocktail napkins out America. Think about the next great idea. <laughs> Challenge yourself, go find a restaurant tour, support America, Let's get let's get back to the norm and let's enjoy each other, because the more we enjoy each other and the more we break bread, we we have to be a better company together and a better country all around. And and while you're in action
0: oriented mode, uh, follow Sam and follow Big Chicken. Where can they do that?
1: So I am on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter under Chicago Sam. Love to connect with people. I'm happy to answer questions. Um, You can find us at www.bigchicken.com. We're there. Uh, we're very accessible love love to hear if you got questions help I can connect you please reach out uh, LinkedIn is open um, love to talk to people any feedback I appreciate you Joseph it's, it's been great to get to know you and congratulations on your book launch last uh, year it's been fun to watch and and uh, I wish you the best and I hope in 2022 you and I can break bread my friend
0: absolutely at one of these upcoming shows come find sam come find me sam thanks for your time this has been brilliant and uh i do think that we're gonna have to do another episode there's a lot to talk about sounds like a plan i'm up for it anytime If you love what we've served up, please follow us at Vigor Branding on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Medium. fortales Tales is produced by the team at Vigor. Audio and video post-productions provided by Zencaster. Music performed by Jet Trash and licensed through musicbed.com. Joseph handles his own hair, makeup, and stunts. Copyright 2003 to 2021. Vigor Graphic Design, LLC. All rights reserved.